God, you want a little hit of dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Guerra. Steve, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle and do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Missing done, my friend. No. Um, what, no, that was the opening song. Uh, no, yeah. there's already an opening. Gary. Gary. Don't you look at me like with soap opera face. Gary. <laughs> Listen to me. That's our opening song. Okay. It's, it's, it's um, different. I'll say that. It's the, sec- the second time it's different than the first time. <clears throat> Christ. The year was 1962. Hot year. Leonard Bokrat. Was born on April 26th in Berlin. Okay. He came to America from Berlin at the age of 14 as a stowaway aboard a ship in 1876. Wow. What? Wait. He, he, so he's old. No. We're starting. He's 14. Okay. Oh, shit. 18. I said 1962. Yeah. 1862. Okay. I was like, what is. He didn't travel in time. Okay. Well, that's quite a stowaway. I apologize. He stowayed in a time machine. Okay. I'm going to start over again. The year was 1862. Well, do you want to do the song, or are we good to go? You just... All right. Now start. Now start. Um, okay. So he's born. Uh, he comes to America from Berlin at the age of 14 as a stowaway on a ship called the FSS Frisia. Oh, gorgeous. 1876. He was discovered en route to the New World by the captain of the ship and forced to join the crew to earn. Oh, should I mention that this is a smallop? Oh yeah, you should. Should we start over again? No, I think it's okay. Right? Okay, you'll you'll put it out. You'll put it out, and you'll say it's a small. Right. So we're doing occasionally. We're going to do small ups. Uh, it's like a short because uh, I'm getting some stories that are too small to be dollops. But I'm like, that's funny. Yeah. So we'll do small ups occasionally. Yeah. We get, it's time consuming, but we'll throw some in once in a while. This is the first small up. Okay, I'm ready. The year he was discovered en route to the New World by the captain of the ship and forced to join the crew to earn his passage. He returned to Germany and back again to the United States aboard the Fresia before being allowed to disembark in New York City. Okay. Bocart drifted from state to state before signing up for the U.S. Cavalry in Detroit. Wow, that just sounds that's, crazy. It's a quite a jump. Yeah. It's quite made like quite a leap. Yeah. yeah, I'll ride a horse and shoot people. Sure. His fellow soldiers made fun of him because he was Jewish. Chris. It was a terrible time. Yeah. After learning he would be fighting Native American Indians who might scalp him, he deserted. He sold his horse and gun to a farmer and headed for San Francisco. <laughs> Better. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. He arrived there in 1884 at the age of 22. All right. Okay. While working on Market Street, two men approached him and struck up a conversation. Uh Uh-oh. They offered him a job in a local museum show. (laughs) Something tells me museum shows putting a little shine on some shit. No, no, it's good. (laughs) Museum show. He accepted before he even knew what the job was. All righty. By the time he asked what it was, arrangements had already been made, and it was too late for him to back out. Hey, what's the job? You're in. (laughs) The job, he learned, was to pose as the wild man of Borneo. 
<laughs> oh, when, here you go. When he arrived at the museum show, the two men stripped him from head to toe. They then covered him from head to toe in road tar. After that, they applied an enormous amount of horse hair. This gave him a savage and ferocious appearance. (laughs) Underneath as well. (laughs) What? He was now the wild man of Borneo. So he looks like this wild man of Borneo. He looks like this giant hairy weirdo. Do I get to? Is there going to be context to what the wild man of Borneo is? No, this was the day when you just bring out like there he is, the wild man of Borneo. So this was just like some weird little freak show where yeah, they had these all over the country then. And what is he supposed to be like a were man almost? Kind of, yeah. He's like a wild man. He's He's, like he's a he's like a like a a thing from the Adams family. Yeah, like a. Hey, look in Borneo. This is what people look like. And everyone's like, wow, I, I'm glad I don't have a television. Mm, to read glad books. we didn't go there. Ugh. The men are made of horse hair. <laughs> uh, so he was then handcuffed, chained. <laughs> he was then handcuffed, Jesus. chained, and locked in a heavy cage. What? A sign was placed outside the tent to announce his present and the amount for the ticket. Large numbers of... Not, Large numbers of people paid a dime each to gaze upon the wild man recently captured in the jungles of Borneo and brought to San Francisco at enormous expense. And here his catchphrase is like, hey, free me. This is a trap and illegal. And now you hold on. Oh, no. To add to the supposed realism, large chunks of raw meat were poked in between the bars by an attendant and the wild man was forced to eat it ravenously. (laughs) Okay. Occasionally growling, shaking the bars. And wildly yelping, oofty goofty, oofty goofty. That's what they told him to say. <laughs> oofty goofty. <laughs> I mean, oh my god. Oofty goofty? Oofty goofty. Mom and dad have found a job. <laughs> but okay. Oofty goofty. <laughs> I didn't know you spoke Bornean. I do. I do. Oofy goofy. I mean, it's a time when they're just like a man from Borneo, either covered in horse hair, they say oofty goofy, and they love their raw meat. <laughs> but is it, it is a job. This it's, is a job. Yeah, it's his job. He's not like trapped. Well, he's kind of trapped, isn't he? He is trapped? I don't. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it's his job. You'll see. <laughs> Spectators were told that the wild man of Borneo spoke 21 languages, but understood none of them. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons he says oofty goofty, isn't it? That line it? needs a rewrite. No, I don't think so. Spectators were told that the wild man of Borneo spoke 21 languages, but understood none of them. How do they? Uh, how? Gabbly flirty do. <laughs> like that. I don't know oh. what language that is. Okay. So they're non-language. You know what that was? I don't was? know how to communicate. Pretty sh- with I'm them. pretty sure that was oofty, Chinese. Oofty, goofty, <laughs> goofty, oofty. Um, he performed his this act in the Dime Museum show and was a huge success. But the act only lasted about a week when two Irishmen came in and began poking him in the ribs. Now, being of Irish heritage, I totally, totally get this. He finally yelled out something in English. And that was that. He was like, fucking stop it. And they were like, whoa. Oh, look at him. <laughs> hoofty, I, told, I told you Hoofty, Goofy would start talking there. 
The show folded. The two men took off with all the cash, and Oofty Goofy, as he was forever known, was stuck and covered in tar and hair. I'm sorry. He was he was covered in tar and hair forever. Well, he couldn't get it off. Okay, he became ill because he was unable to perspire through his thick covering of tar and hair. So, like his yeah toxic shit is backing he can't up. Secrete. And he can't secrete. Yeah. Doctors at a hospital tried in vain for several days to remove the tar and hair. Finally, dousing him with a tar solvent and laying him in the sun on the roof of the hospital, in order to soften and remove the foul mixture. Oofty goofty, oofty goofty, oofty goofty, oofty goofty. You can stop saying that. Oofty goofty, goofty. Oofty then got a job as oofty as a mascot for a baseball team. Wait, so did they get the tar off? Yeah. Okay. But he's still he wants to roll the dice a little bit more, maybe. Well, now he's calling himself Oofty. Goofy, goofy. He got a job as a mascot for a baseball team. It's so great that it's oof. It's just such a yeah. great made-up language <laughs> thing. It's, just say oofty, goofy. Shut up. It was not the best contract though for the baseball team. If the team won, he would receive twenty dollars. Oh boy! But if the team lost, they would get to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which they did for the first two days of the job because they lost. Quote, they nearly beat the life out of me and then made me walk home. <laughs> so Oofty Goofty quit. Oh, Oofty was then arrested. Oofty. Oofty was then arrested for deserting the army and was sentenced to three years hard labor. Oh, no. He tried to fake fits while in prison, hoping they would throw him out. But doctors discovered that he was faking his fits. Then one day, while doing work at the prison, he fell some distance, was injured, and was then released from jail. These are the days. These are the good old days. Oofty, goofty. Oofty. Oofty, goofty. Had a bad fall. Oofty, goofty. That's exactly right. All right. Perfect. Oofty then made his way back to San Francisco and turned to the theater, sort of. He secured a spot at a local beer hall. His job was to drink six beers with a teaspoon in ten minutes while smoking a cigar. Oh, my God. Could he, can he read? Could he read? <laughs> could he try to just... It's a man making his way. Maybe work at a newspaper. He knows what he's capable of, and he goes Sell some it. sort of product. Or... The patrons did not enjoy the show, and he was flung onto the street onto the hard rocks. <laughs> what might have otherwise been a humiliating and painful experience experience actually worked in Oofty's favor. It showed him the direction in which his career would then turn. Despite being kicked ferociously and landing heavily upon a stone sidewalk, he discovered that he felt no physical pain. Oh, no. For the next several years, he exploited this newfound talent by touring the city and allowing himself to be kicked and battered by all who chose to pay a price that depended upon the grief brutality they wanted to inflict. Oh, Oh, poor Oofty. Poor little Oofty. For instance, for 10 cents, Oofty Goofty would allow a man to kick him. Oofty Goofty! For 10 cents, Oofty Goofty would allow a man to kick him, is what you just said. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I just want (laughs) to... It would allow a man to kick him as hard as he pleased. For a quarter, he would take a beating with a walking stick. (laughs) For 50 cents... I can't wait. For 50 cents, Oofty Goofty... 
would become the willing recipient of a blow with a baseball bat, which he always carried with him. Use mine. Uh, it, I mean, is there 75 cents? <laughs> no, that's okay, all. Okay, okay. <laughs> For 75 cents, you could murder Oofty Goofty. It was his custom to approach groups of men in the streets and in bar rooms and inquire, hit me with a bat for four bits, gents. Only four bits to hit me with his bat, gents. What? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I've got the money you need, friend, right here. <laughs> yeah, turn around. In 1981, heavyweight boxer John L. Sullivan was in the city to fight Patty Ryan. Sullivan was the heavyweight champion of the world. He probably knocked out 200 men in his lifetime. He could carry a keg of beer up six flights of stairs and then drink most of it. He looked like a side of beef, usually well marinated in whiskey. Saloons were his home, and he always entered in style. My name is John L. Sullivan, and I can lick any SOB in the house. Then he would shake hands all around. Oofty invited Sullivan to come down and hit him as hard as he could with a billiard cue. (laughs) Excuse me, friend. My name's Oofty Goofty. You can call me Oofty. <laughs> How would you like to hit me really hard with this? There you go. <laughs> Sullivan did, fracturing three vertebrae. <laughs> Jesus. Even still, Oofty turned around and laughed at Sullivan. Oofty finally called it a day. <laughs> when the internal bleeding became too with, much. Yeah, with the beat the crap out of me act. The blow from Sullivan caused Oofty to walk with a limp for the rest of his life, and he was no longer immune to pain, flinching at the slightest touch. So he went the opposite way now. Now he's like, I, I, oh, no, 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 no. Oofty, 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 oofty. Now Oofty attempted to push a wheelbarrow (laughs) from San Francisco to New York (laughs) because of a bet. (laughs) Who bet him? Doofty, Moofty. Who bet him? Here's who bet him. Some guy who's like, how do we get rid of this motherfucker? (laughs) Hey, I got an idea. Hey, Oofty. I will, I will bet you $250. I'll take it. That you cannot push this wheelbarrow to New York City. I can't do, dummy. Okay, you have so. It in your face. When you get there, I'll just pay you. I'll be there. All right. Oofty okay. out. <laughs> uh, he made it 40 miles. Oh, really close. When he fell over in the dark and landed in a creek. Oh, Jesus, Oofty. Oofty continued his career trajectory. He performed. As a human skittle in Woodward's garden, where patrons would win a cigar if they hit him with a baseball. Well, didn't wasn't he just out of the pain game? <laughs> I don't know. He was like, "That's it. I'm done wheelbarrowing. <laughs> Back to do your thing." You guys want to hit me with a baseball really hard? <laughs> no. He also performed along with a plus size actress of sorts who went by the name of Big Bertha in a Shakespearean spoof dubbed Borneo and Juliet. Wow, so there was even hack shit back then. He performed in the character as the Wild Man of Borneo, though the storyline followed the original script to a large degree. So that's a really interesting... <laughs> yeah. I would I would pay to see that theme. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, why'd you say that? It's all I um, want. For $20, he allowed himself to be shipped in a box to Sacramento as a joke gift for a young lady. <laughs> Got such low self-esteem. She's no, but does anyone ever hug him? <laughs> Oofty, it's okay, bud. Oofty. A feat made even more harrowing by the fact that they left him upside down in the unopened package in a warehouse over the weekend. What? Oofty Goofty sat in a f- upside down <laughs> in a, in a box for a weekend. Oh uh, yeah, 
for 20 bucks. It was an ordeal that didn't seem to lessen his bravado, although he later admitted he was pretty near played out that time. That was a tough one. <laughs> Even for Oofty. Even for Oofty. Oofty can see. Oofty no likey. Oofty didn't like that. No goofty about that one. No goofty about that one, Oofty. <laughs> Oofty Goofty was then invited to Texas by Mr. Holland. Oh, no. While entertaining some men at a private party, he was asked if he could eat 30 quail in 30 hours. 30 quails? That's when Oofty said, this was my first quail eating contest. That was the hardest experience of my life, but I consider myself the champion quail eater of the United States. That was the hardest. Not getting hit by a bat. No. Or being covered in tar and hair and put in a cage for a week. Yeah, and have that to have was, chemicals burn it off while you're on yeah. a roof like a fucking In the leaf. sun. Yeah. In Texas, Oofty traveled from one oil field to the next, where he would entertain drunken workers by racing to drink beer with a bar spoon and engaging in quail eating contests, which were all the rage at the time. Quail eating contests. After his spoon and quail career came to an end, he met an imitation diamond merchant. Uh, he became an imitation diamond merchant, walking around with a suitcase full of fake diamonds, selling them to blokes. It's not known what happened to Oofty after he was interviewed by the Houston Daily Post on August 9th, 1900. I actually found the newspaper and read the newspaper from 1900. And? It's crazy. Most of that is from Jesus. his interview where he's saying what his life has been like. Oofty. Oofty goofty. Oofty. Uh, I mean, yeah. I just can't believe there was a time when I didn't know about Oofty goofty. <laughs> it was a dark time in your life. Oofty goofty. Yeah. How do you feel? Uh, I feel like I wish, I wish I could have seen the Borneo Man show, oh the Wild Man of Borneo. Oh my god! I think you said. I mean, to see, just right now, if we could just go and yeah. just walk through this little weird museum, only to see him be like. Oofty goofty, oofty goofty, oofty goofty, just to be like, that's going to be your name. Yeah, as people putting, poke him with sticks and throw fucking red, meat at him. Putting red meat and eat it. Yeah, until two Irishmen did it, he goes, all right, I've fucking enough. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Oh, I told you. And that's what did it, too. It wasn't the fact that he was dying from tar poisoning through his pores. Right. He was like, these Irish guys were kind of pricks. Right. He couldn't take the Irishman. <laughs> anyway, that's a sh- that's our small up. The story of Oofty Goofty. I just... Do you feel good about yourself? I feel Oofty Goofty. Your life is going well. In yeah, no. I uh, I like how he's like, I can't feel pain. Oh, that I can. I can. <laughs> Real bad pain. I can really... Wow. I oh. think I might live forever. Holy God. He is strong oh, man. I was, a bull. I was not feeling pain, but I got to tell you, when you break my vertebrae, am I, I, I actually, that's where the nerves I are. I think apparently. that's my threshold is when my yep. vertebrae crack. Yep. Yep. I think there's nerves in there. He's and, good. Uh, I am not doing well. You know what? Put me in a box. Shit me to Gladys. Shit me to Gladys. Put me in a box for the weekend, upside down. That'll help my posture, right? Boys, I'm heading to New York with this wheelbarrow. Hey. It was great to meet everyone, but unfortunately, the wheelbarrow game and came a calling. <laughs> Off I go on my barrel march. Oofty goofy out. And then 40 minutes later, he's like, hey, I'm not going to do that shit. <laughs> Fuck that game. I lost that bet, huh? Who uh, got a spoon? <laughs> Who's got a spoon? Who wants to punch Oofty Goofy in his nuts <laughs> for a cigarette? 
Who's going to put a bottle rocket in my ass? Oofty's here. Come on, someone can pull my heart out for $2. <laughs> oofty goofty time. Pop my eyes out with a spoon. I'm here. Never Hello. been hugged. Never <laughs> been hugged over here. Nobody loves Oofty. Raised in Germany, kind of tough. Raised in Germany, uh, stowed a lot of sti- a lot of times. Goofty's the name, Oofty's the game. Oofty, Goofty, Oofty, Oofty. Oofty, Goofty. All right. All right, David. That's our first small up. Congratulations. That's what happens. <laughs> Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help. With Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it. But either way, fun. Half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd. And the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.